The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength, and body you are looking for in that moment. When you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar, the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch. Simple, yet substantial. Tobacco, talent, time. Romacraft Tobacco. Oh, the after show, the after show, the after show, the after show. No, no, there's no bell in this show. Yeah, but 10 years, we just finished a 10-year anniversary. We're in 11 years now. Everything forward to us, we're in our 11th year. Oh, my God. And we didn't even count the after shows as other shows, too. So I don't know how many we've done. I haven't checked it. Uh, Welcome, everybody, to the after show. Uh, We had uh, lots of cake, and we smoked a couple of great cigars. One of them was Intemperance, the Whiskey Rebellion. Um, which was a perfect cigar in order to get into the after show to it. But we were still in the middle of smoking a Churchill-sized cigar, a 7x52 of the Potagus 150, and I'm recommending to the guys, don't put it down. Let's finish this thing because this was the Potagus 150, Don Ramon. If you didn't hear the show, go back to our 10-year anniversary show um, and – you're listening to a podcast, go on to YouTube and see what the cigar looked like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which would be nice at the same time. But in the meantime, today's show is going back in time. Um, I'm thinking it was about nine years ago, and I don't know if it, if it happens that we, we say it in here, you'll, you'll give a listen and see it. I, I think it's going to be nine minutes and change is going to be how long the interview is going to be. And then we'll come back after the interview and talk about uh, what we heard and how things changed or how how they stayed the same. But I was in the rooftop of a hotel in Las Vegas at a IPCPR trade show. I believe it was still IPCPR at the time, unless it was an RTDA, but I think it was IPCPR. Um, And it was for Drew Estates. And they invited me to come to this media party as the Cigar Authority. And there was also other media people. And I interviewed, I believe, Jonathan Drew. I maybe interviewed uh, some other people that were there. And these two other guys come over to me and say, hey, interview me. And I said, well, (laughs) who the hell are you? And they said, we got a cigar coming out. And it turns out it was Mike Rosales and Skip Martin, who I met for the first time ever at that moment. And later, uh, I was with Skip for a week in Cuba, and later we got to be friendly with each other, and I got friendly with Mike. But this was the day and the moment that we met, and here it is. Michael Rosales. Adrian Cigars. Adrian Cigars. Is that what I'm smoking here? This is an Adrian's Cro-Magnum. Yes, it is. Cro-Magnum. Cro-Magnum. All right, tell me about this. My man, that's a Connecticut, U.S. Broadleaf Maduro, Connecticut. 
We're also using a Cameroon binder in the Nicaraguan filler. Cameroon binder? Yes, sir. Now, that's very different. Very different. Okay, and what's the filler? Nicaraguan. All Nicaraguan filler? All Nicaraguan. And uh, beautifully attractive cigar, but no cigar band on it at all? No cigar band. And this is how it comes? That's how it is. And it's not out yet for regular production? Not, well, it, how it started out was it was a... It, my friend, Skip Martin, Chief Half on Twitter, people might know him, has a very specific profile cigar. And so I was always trying to figure out if I could make a cigar for him because he kind of challenged me that I, the cigars that I normally make are full-flavored, medium-body cigars, where he likes the full-bodied, full-flavored cigars. And so he was kind of always into a specific style of cigar. Um, you know, the Lido's, DL660's, I mean, big okay. ring gauges, big body. And so how it came about was, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to start working on a cigar. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a cigar that you're going to love. And so as it came about, as about six or seven months into it, probably not that long, so about six months into it, I showed up and I said, man, I got some cigars. And I'd always kind of given him some cigars. But, you know, you're going to love this cigar. We show up and we, I said, try the cigar. Just let me just think. This is this is good stuff, man. This is to his taste. Yes. We're here uh, on the rooftop. What hotel was this? We are at the MGM. MGM on the rooftop. The rooftop of MGM over here with uh, my man from uh, Jonathan from Jewish State has graciously allowed us to come into his place, crash his party. And so I'm here with you guys having a great time. Beautiful. This is a, the first time I'm trying this. It is full-bodied, there's no doubt about it, but I'll tell you, it's well-balanced for a full-bodied cigar, which I am not a big fan of. I really can't handle very, very full-bodied cigars. I'm handling it without a problem, although I, I can definitely feel the strength of it, but it's not killing me. It's, it's not, not going to kill you, but it has it's full nicotine. I mean, full nicotine. And so that, that's, that, that's the thing about the cigar is that, it, you know, it's going to creep up on you. But yet it's got so much flavor and so much you enjoy this cigar. And that, that's really one of the things that, that I, I truly like about the cigar. And the, I mean, the feedback's been phenomenal. And this is Skip. This is Skip Martin. How you doing? Skip, this, is, ma- this is made for your palate. Say, say your again? Your. Okay. With, uh, with an R. With an R. The Yod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is made for my They're getting a kick out of my uh, my accent here. Uh, Actually, when you guys get together, when you and Marvin get together and start talking, it's like, that's some cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this. Let me guess you're from uh, Boston, Mass. That, that's right. Uh, he made this cigar to actually yeah, be, we, be the perfect cigar for your palate. Well, we made it together. Okay. Yeah, and, it, and really, it was for his palate, too. I mean... It's just Mike. Mike generally hasn't hasn't. I think of commercially, right? Yeah. So you 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 smoke a lot of cigars. You've been yeah. in the industry. What did you say? Twenty twenty six years. Twenty six years. And yet, here's a guy over a period of time that has refined in his palate, right? Yeah. And so, for me, when I think of the market, when I think of the bigger players in the industry, 65, 70% of that is mild to medium. Absolutely. On the lighter side of medium, full flavor cigars, right? Well, it also has to do with our different smoking um, habits, right? Mike generally smokes in the morning, a couple of cigars before lunch. Then, then he, he's got family responsibilities. He's at home. He's in an environment where you can't smoke as much. Me, I smoke all day long. You're so, the guy I want as a customer. Yeah. Right. So once we once we kind of start smoking together more, and 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 I'm like, okay, Mike, 
you're on your fourth or fifth cigar of the day. It's seven or eight o'clock at night. You just ate dinner. What kind of cigar do you smoke? Let's make a cigar that, for that, right? Let's, and that's what I smoke because if you smoke, if I smoke my cigars all day long, by the second or third one, I can't really taste them anymore. That's right. I had a cigar in my my shop that uh, that I really liked, and I and I gave it to Mike, and I said, "Do you like this?" He goes, "Oh yeah, this is great. It's got a lot of." Good. He goes, "But we could do something way better than this." I'm like, "You can't. We, this is good. You can't. Like, this, this is, is it. Impossible. You don't. You don't even know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't even know how to make cigars like that. You know, you, this is better. This is better than your cigars." And you're saying you can make better than this. Oh, that's an overstatement. He's, yeah. He needs to back up on that stuff. <laughs> he started bringing me samples, like, for months and months and months. How about this one? How about this one? And so... Do so you have a cigar store yourself? I did have a cigar store. Okay. Yeah, it, it got hit by a Hurricane Ike oh, in uh, Galveston, Texas. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We really have two separate businesses. Mike has Costa Rican Imports, and he kind of takes care of the factory side, the production side, the... Uh, tobacco procurement side, um, and I work on the the, re- the retailing, the branding, the uh, and we work together on the blending. So, That's awesome. you guys known each other for a long time? Probably three or four years. On, yeah, yeah. Right, right after right after the hurricane hit, whenever he came back from Galveston, we started spending more time we together. A lot yeah. more time together. And how it happened is in Austin, Texas, we're out. It's kind of like being on an island. Everybody's in Florida. Everyone's in these little places that are isolated, but yet there's a lot of people in the industry in these pockets. In, in our neck of the woods, it was just he and I. And yeah. So because we had a lot of the same friends, we knew the same culture, it just was, you know, it just made sense because we were like, you know, talking talk shop all the time. Yeah. Well, I, I know Texas is a big cigar smoking state. There's no doubt about it. So yeah, for sure. Lots and lots of cigars. Like big ring gauges and full body smokes. They like everything big, right? That's right. Yeah. Big in Texas. So now uh, you, you have the, your regular line of cigars out. Yes, the, the, the Adrian's line, which is the core line, and we have the Maduro Connecticut and the Habana 2000. Um, we're working with John, actually, to procure more wrapper leaf so that we can start making a larger production. Jonathan Drew. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, John's been down there in Esteli for a long time. He's been through the stuff we're going through years and years ago. And, you know, this cigar, the, the cigar industry is, you know, full of great people. And John's been a... Uh, almost like a mentor for me and 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 in terms of you know mike in terms of costa rica there's not very many people who know that that part of the cigar business better than mike but in terms of sle it was new to both of us so john's been a huge help uh chris kelly from tess has been a huge help in helping us understand that market um all the different you know people who make boxes people who make labels people who who do the the pre-customs export uh, preparation the logistics stuff and you know the guys have been doing business down there for a while have done a great job of helping us you know get to know those people this broadleaf that's used on it this is similar to what's used on liga pavada I, I don't know. I mean, you'd have to ask John well, that. It is a broadleaf Maduro, Connecticut. Yeah. Now, whether or not it comes from the same fields or crops that they do, they, that those are secret trades. I'm sure they probably would die before they give to us. I would say know. it's a lot different. I would say it's different. It is very different. I, I, think I know it is. From it's, it's it's cured differently. I mean, it looks different, no doubt about it. When you pull out a Liga, you know, this is a little bit more rustic. Yeah. It, yeah. It's got a nice sheen to it. It's a whole completely different cigar than anything John makes. Um, I mean, he was just telling me earlier, you know, when someone wants the full whatever. 
he gets it, but when they want over the top four, he, he kind of points them in our direction. That he, he's a big fan. You were mentioning some of the names. Some of the really side. cool names. Harry Knuckles, like punch you in the face. Boom. He's like, nah, nah, nah. What do you think about? I'm not making a cigar called Harry Knuckles. He said, he said what, what do you think about? What do you think about? Harry Palm, maybe. The Harry Palm. Oh no. Like <laughs> so he, he said the knuckle dragger. I said, well, for it to be knuckle dragger, I said it's got to be like a short four by fifty two, four by fifty something, short and stumpy. You know what I mean? Like knuckle yeah. dragger, right? I'll name some of the sizes, the different sizes, names that you have here. Okay. Well, we have the knuckle dragger, which is a four by fifty two. We have the cranium, which is the Corona, which cranium. is cranium. Cranium. Okay. Cerebral, right? There we go. The uh, then we have the EMH for early. You guys put a lot of thought in this. Early Very good. Human. Yeah. I put way too much thought it, it, in this. It's a lot of fun. This good. guy only sleeps about two or three hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we have the early modern human, the EMH. Yeah. The um, mandible. The mandible. It's like the jawbone. So basically, the characteristics of that of the Cro-Magnon. So, okay. Yeah. And these are being rolled out of Costa Rica. No, these are in SLE. The Cro-Magnon is an SLE. SLE. Yeah. Okay. And soon we will be. We'll be. We'll. We'll be. So the idea. So we just we just built a small factory in downtown San in SLE. And so the idea is to start kind of moving everything into one centralized location. It'll be easier to scale. It'll be easier for to control. Instead of having to go two different countries and working on two different yeah. things. Let's go to one, do it all. So we're enjoying the Crow Magnum on, on top of the MGM Grand. What a beautiful night, and you guys did a great job. Thanks, thank, man. Thank Thanks you very much. Thanks for having us. It's it's all right, thank you. There it is. Mike Rosala, Skip Martin, before the brand was uh, really out, and the thought process of it being Adrian Crow Magnum. Yeah. Wasn't that the name of his cigar store? There, no, Adrian's was the name of Mike Rosales' cigar brand. Oh, uh, okay. skip shop was have a cigar shop. Gotcha. So, um, the opposite of what really happened at the end, because it was Mike Rosales who was going to be the manufacturer, the procurement of the tobacco leaves in the factory, and Skip would be the marketing and sales end of it. What ended up happening was completely the opposite of it, and I think that had to do with somebody's going to have to move. Uh, and, and Mike, who had a family, and Skip, who was divorced and, and free to end up doing that, says, okay, I'll move to not Costa Rica, but we'll end up doing this in Nicaragua where we're grabbing the tobacco and stuff. Anyway, we get the little factory. Let's do it there. And um, coming up with cigar bands and, and launching the, the brand after and I, and I think it was um, not long after in the decision to not make it an Adrian brand. But um, yeah, the first few years, it went without a band, and then retailers demanded a band, and Skip reluctantly agreed to put a band on the cigars. Uh, but when the cigars were first released for the first couple of years, I believe, they were unbanded. Well, I believe that was only sold by themselves. They sold them, not stores. No, no I remember seeing them in cigar stores. I really? I doing events. He did an event once with uh, Cigar Law, uh, Frank Herrera. Okay. Uh, so we... One of his first events or early events we did at a shop, I don't think it exists anymore, it was called Charmed Leaf in Delray Beach, Florida. And he had the cigars there and they were still unbanded at the point, at that point. And then the three of us got in a car and we drove up to Chattanooga, Tennessee uh, for a tweet up. And uh, we stopped in Valdasta, Georgia. We're driving in this road at like two o'clock in the morning and all of a sudden Frank says, turn right. I hit the brakes. There's nothing but trees on the right. And he goes, yeah, just drive through the trees. 
driving through the trees, we hear dueling banjos in the background, at least in our heads. Yeah. And we pull up in this house in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it was it was odd. It was definitely odd. That's where the story ends? <laughs> it was odd. Was, was it someone's house that we know? It was Frank Carrera's house, and uh, Dan Tiant was, was part of that trip. Uh, and I think we met up with Skip in Chattanooga afterwards. And did you squeal like a pig? Uh, I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. But I remember Skip doing this event there. He had all the cigars. None of them had bands. Mm. Uh, oily, oily cigars I had ever seen at the time. Um, they were just loaded with, they were glistening with oil. Interesting. And, and that was a Nicaraguan product or that was Costa Rica? It was Nicaraguan. It okay. was the, the launch of Cro-Magnon and it was, uh, it wasn't Adrian's Cro-Magnon at that point. It was just Cro-Magnon. And, uh, so uh, it was after this. Yeah. And I think Aquitaine came out as well. So you had the two cigars with no bands and, you know, one cigar was darker than the other cigar. And uh, but there was no way to tell them unless you really looked at the boxes and knew the cigars. And then eventually retailers are like, "You got to band it, you got to band it," and then skip put the bands on the cigars. Hmm. Interesting that you went down the road of Liga Pravada, looking at the wrapper. Well, he was buying wrapper from Jonathan Drew. I'm just saying, t- okay. tip of the hat to you in 2011, having the interview chops to push. And then they back away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Pretty good. A lot, a lot of things haven't changed. Let me see, get more out of But having no idea who they were right. uh, and what the story was, was going to be, I had never heard of Adrian Cigars, Costa Rica. Uh, I wonder if that was when I – it was probably even before I met Nelson Alfonso, so not even remembering Costa Rica or of Bahia – uh, Don Douglas and those guys or whatever, but not understanding uh, this Adrian. So the interesting thing is that they still own this Adrian name type of thing, grandfathered in, and ch- there's proof right there that it was Adrian Cro-Magnon. Yeah. yeah, you just have to do the name change and then you're all set. Not even. You take the, it is Adrian Cro-Magnon or whatever, or the name, the company name from Adrian to Romacraft. Right. Uh, so if you need some proof that, uh, as you're going through FDA compliance or something, there's a little proof right there <laughs> of something, an audio show from, uh, I believe 2011. And that's what the date stamp was on the file that I sent. Okay. So skip, if you need the actual file, I can send it to you. It's got the date stamp on it. I can't fake that. Very interesting. Um, and we're looking for full body that that is their thing or, or skips thing anyway that was michael who wanted medium bodied full flavor now skip wants full flavor full bodied okay let me see if i can make him that and there you go and Pretty i cool. remember smoking adrian cigars in new orleans at our ipcpr the year it was out in new orleans uh at the cigar bar in canal street and adrian cigars were nowhere near what Cro-Magnon was. Mm-hmm. So they were two very different cigars. So for Adrian to create that cigar was definitely outside of his comfort. Yeah, yeah. And, and interesting that you you had Mike, who was the blender and the tobacco guy, teaching Skip, and then Skip became the tobacco guy and the thing. Well, so there's a company that has two people that are both tobacco people. But you can even, you can hear in Mike's, terminology and his verbiage that he's clearly a numbers guy you know talking about being able to get the cigars out to the masses and the percentage that smoke mild versus full body but that's skip today but 
Did you notice when you said you made this for Skip, Skip jumped in and said, we made it together. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah, I think the roles were shifting. The roles shifted then. Yeah. Very interesting. A uh, little, little part of history. A little uh, something early on of that. Awesome that you ended up finding. Was there anything else on that hard drive or whatever? <laughs> There's other stuff in there. I just did. When I saw but that, I sent it. you can't share that with anybody? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing there. I can share that. I was in the middle of prepping for a show, and I, uh, I just I saw it and said, oh, let me send this off. Oh, right. look and see if there's anything else, because that's a little bit of gold right there as far as I'm concerned. I liked oh, it. Yeah. Have, did you learn anything, Barry? Uh, just a refresher course. Yeah. I mean, I remember from the beginning, I, I was friends with Skip as Chief Hava uh, on Twitter and hung out with him, like I said, yeah. in Chattanooga. Uh, so I've, he was talking about one point last year about sending out a special uh, anniversary package to the original people who bought the cigars and i had, i remember i was he told me i was one of the original people wow. that bought it so i've been smoking it since back in the day so yeah. it, was, it was a nice refresher course very cool very cool happy to share it with all our listeners out there a little little uh, surprise for me um for our 10-year anniversary next week what do we have uh we have the guys from um xeno exclusive fernando and mike uh, you are New York. You remember them uh, from back to back? Yep. They're coming back, but for the Zeno exclusive, we're going to uh, zoom into them and uh, see what's up. Um, I, I believe uh, Mike is in um, we're, uh, Puerto Rico, and we have um, Fernando, uh, maybe New York or New Jersey, uh, somewhere there. So you're going to be able to do both of them, Ed? Handle both of them at the same time? <laughs> well, there are a lot to handle, even individually, right. but I think we can do it. All right. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see you on Saturday on the Cigar Authority. Put the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.